Hey, and welcome to Becca Babbles Podcast, the show where I will teach you to be the best version of yourself by learning about yourself, body, and the world around you, or at the very least, give you a good laugh. I'm your host, Becca. Now let's get babbling. Hi, and welcome back to Becca Babbles Podcast. I'm not going to lie, I'm pretty nervous about dropping this episode. I, um... At first, I was like super encouraged about dropping this podcast because I wanted people to understand where I came from and why I've gotten to where I've gotten or how I've gotten to where I've gotten and how I want to support other people so they don't do what I did. But then also I realized I'm like airing all of my dirty laundry. So that's great, (laughs) but we're going to do it anyways. So you might want to like grab a snack for this one. I'm hoping it won't be too long. I might have to like um, break it into two parts, but we're going to hope it's going to stay as one. In advance, I wanted to put in a trigger warning. If you are not comfortable talking or listening to topics about exercise, um, eating disorder behaviors, and uh, weight or anything like that, I would advise you to please not listen to this episode. And yeah, I guess let's get into it. So I wanted to start this off as when I was a wee itty bitty baby. (laughs) Okay, maybe not that far. But basically, I just wanted to say I've always been a really active child. I've loved sports. I've gone from sport to sport to sport. I was lucky enough that my parents allowed me to play multiple sports and ballet if you include that as a sport um I did try cheerleading once but it just didn't work very well (laughs) um I've also always been a morning person granted when I was younger it was more like 7 a.m to where now it's more like 5 30 but that's important in my story and you'll see why later I also never really thought about food To the point where I didn't really drink water. (laughs) I think I mostly just drank soda and probably just got water from the food I ate. And I had sugar all the time. I'm pretty sure my parents would try and make me eat food and I'd eat a little bit of food and then I'd automatically want dessert because like who wouldn't want dessert? Ice cream's amazing. And I've also always been a really goal-oriented person. For example, in my elementary school, there was this free free throw competition. And it was basically where you tried to make as many free throw shots. And then you would go on to the next school. And the top three would go on to the next thing and stuff like that. And I've always wanted to win it. I would win it at my school. And then I would always go to the next one. And... I think it was my last year. I almost was able to transfer to the next thing. But then this one, me and this other girl had a tie and I lost and I was really mad. (laughs) But anyways, then I'd also um, practice for the 50 yard dash at my uh, school. We would have like this field day thing and I would do really well at all the other events. But the 50 yard dash, I always wanted that first place ribbon. So I would practice consistently with my dad outside and try and get my time faster. There were some times when I was younger that would have hints of like 
me wanting to change my body or things around me that I wanted to change. For example, I remember vividly um, having this Barbie doll. And you know, Barbie's like perfect. She's emphasized as this like blonde hair that's got nice long blonde hair and she's got the nice curves in the right places and and Barbie knows what she's doing and she's super confident and I remember like telling myself I want to be like Barbie that sounds really cliche but like I I just remember as a child being like I want to be like her because Barbie is the best And then there were things like family members around me always doing the next diet. I know specifically Weight Watchers was a really big thing within my family. So there was always diet talk around me. And I was also told that because I never touched a vegetable and because I always wanted to eat sugar, that I would end up getting diabetes. It would be a joke here or there, but it really came to my face when my dad ended up being diagnosed as pre-diabetic or like there was talk about family members becoming diabetic and it was like, oh, well, that actually might happen to me and that's not good. But for the most part, I focused on school and I focused on sports and my friends and was just like a child who always wanted to win the next game or whatever but then middle school started and that's where puberty comes in and all the great changes (laughs) and I remember specifically fifth grade everyone being excited about going to middle school and I was excited for the change but part of me was also just like I'm terrified of changing schools and I didn't want to leave elementary school I put a lot of pressure on myself to like have to look good for the basketball coaches or the PE coaches um, at my middle school because I knew my sister, she had made the team. And ever since I was little, I always had, I had this plan in my head where I was like, okay, you do good in basketball now. Then you make the A team in middle school on both years and then you make the high school team and then once you make the high school team then you get a scholarship and then you go to college and you go on that team and then you come into the women's NBA and then life's all pretty and rainbows and roses and that's not how life works or at least that's what I found out so to backtrack I put a ton of pressure on myself to look good for the coaches and they weren't even my coaches yet they were just my PE coach And so we would do things like running the mile, training for basketball, and I always felt like they were secretly watching me, even though it wasn't even tryouts. And I was like, I have to be the best at this. And for the mile, I was okay. I progressively got better, but that's when I was first introduced into like actual running. I never really did that outside of my sports. I specifically remember though, when it was towards the end of the year, this guy came in to talk to us about this workout program that he had for athletes so that they are better for their team and he was all motivating and stuff and I completely soaked everything in. Then he said something about, this was one of the reasons why you should do it because the guys can get super buff and the girls can lose weight and get in shape. 
why is he telling this to a bunch of sixth grade kids who are literally, their bodies are going to be changing and growing, and you're telling them that they need to get buff and lose weight? And why specifically do the girls have to lose weight? But lose weight. But that's another rant for later. So I started thinking, okay, maybe I might do one of these workouts, but then I also didn't want my family to have to spend the money to do it. So I was like, you know, the next best thing, I could do those DVD insanity workouts. And if you don't know what those are, it's basically, if anyone remembers what a CD player is, you put in the CD and then you're basically jumping around like a crazy person as a dude yells at you to like run in place do jump squats, and then he gives you like 10 seconds to drink some water and then you're back at it again. But I also remember at this time that a bunch of girls started wearing bikinis and I never really wore one before until that time. And I was like, you know what? Those are cute. So I tried one on and then that's when I like really realized that my body was different than the other girls and I started to get insecure about it. I've always been a taller girl. Um, I hit my growth spurt a lot sooner than everyone else did. But I just, I still felt awkward and overtowering. And um, I still want to be six foot, not going to lie, even though I know that's probably not going to happen. But you know, you can still dream. But in that moment, I still felt like overbearing to everyone with wise, if that makes sense. And then in addition to this, I would also like in pictures, I'd see myself and start getting uncomfortable with the way I looked. So I did these insanity workouts. And in addition to this, I also started seeing more and more six packs. And I started thinking, you know what? I really want a six pack. A six pack means you're in shape. A six pack means you're a good athlete. And like, I'd be proud of myself if I had a six pack because that means you're special. So I started having these obsessions of wanting to have a six pack and I do these insanity workouts and like it would make you work out every single day except for Sunday. But you know, I wouldn't want to do that. I would want to do that in addition to these Pinterest ab workouts that I found because that's how you get a six pack. I can't tell you how many pins I have of those dumb ab workouts that don't even work your abs. They work your hip flexors and yeah. So I would even do these insanity workouts on vacation. So I took the like DVD player and I would put it into that and do the workout in the hotel room while everyone else was like going down and getting breakfast because I was that committed. I wanted to put that check mark on every single box. At this time, I also started eating, quote, healthier. I would get one of those like oatmeal packets and put a few blueberries in it and that would be my breakfast, which honestly saying that now, I can't believe I just did water because that's gross. If you just put water in your oatmeal, you are missing out. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, but I would have that and then I started limiting my sweets or being more aware of sweets which in hindsight where I was wasn't a bad thing. I was probably consuming too many sweets to compare compared to 
the nutritious food that could be fueling my body, making me feel better. But there was still like this restrictive mindset behind it that was starting to form that I was a better person if I limited my sweets. At this time, I also started looking at this YouTuber. Her name's Blogilates. She does like these Pilates workouts. Um, so the first month I would do these insanity workouts, but then I was like, you know what? In addition to these Pinterest ab workouts that I'm doing at night, might as well just add in that Blogilates like Pilates thing because like that's nothing. Nope, that's still working out your body, Rebecca. <laughs> so seventh grade came and that's when the tryouts came. So this was when it was like all or nothing. Like this is where I'm supposed to shine. Thankfully, it just started out with volleyball. So I didn't have as much pressure on myself, but I still wanted to look good for the coaches. So this is where I started to learn how the the tryouts were formatted. And of course, they made you run a mile and then they would put it on this piece of paper showing who had the fastest miles. Fastest miles? Yeah, that makes sense. Um, starting from like 1 to 10. And then those were the only people that got to go on there. And when I saw that, Rebecca's little brain dinged and was like, I got to get on that leaderboard <laughs> for every single one of them. And of course I didn't. I don't even think I got onto the fastest mile. I can't remember if I did or not, but um, then at that time, I also got a Fitbit. And if you can't already tell, I'm a very competitive person. So, of course, I was competitive with my friends and I wanted to get the most amount of steps. I remember getting angry at my friends because they would do the they'd sit in place and they would move their arms just so they could get more steps. And I would get upset um, because I knew they were cheating. Um and then in my head, I started getting, thinking like, okay, more is better. Getting more steps is better. So I started walking more and like doing more. And then basketball tryouts came and that's when the volleyball mile thing started kicking back up and I wanted to get on that leaderboard. I did end up making the A team for basketball. So that was great. And I had a really good year. And I remember at the end of the year, I got like the highest rebounds. I don't know if it was like within that season. I just remember specifically that my teacher, my teacher, my coach was really proud of like how many rebounds I got. And I just, I felt like a superhero in that moment. And that like, I was in my zone. If you hear people talk about, um, what is it called? In your flow state. I truly feel I was in my flow state at that point. And at this time, there was also track and cross country and tennis going on. I honestly did not want to do cross country. I did running because that's what the coaches liked and I wanted the coaches to like me. So I was like, okay, we're going to do the, the cross country thing. I was so committed to it that... Our coaches made us do a running program over Thanksgiving break and we had to sign off saying that we did it and I did every single day and I hadn't ran three miles before and they had us run three miles on Thanksgiving and I was like, okay, we're going to do this. I come back from Thanksgiving break and all of my friends are talking about how they like had their parents for 
forged the signature and how like they didn't do it or they forgot about it and I was like are you serious I did every single day (laughs) so yeah (laughs) but overall I really did enjoy my sports at that time I think I was on the right track when it came to seventh grade year but as I started bleeding into summer that's when I started making this basketball routine that would last about an hour and a half to two hours and it was all based on what I did in basketball the tryouts for basketball and I would basically be running myself rampant in my uh, front driveway Because I would be doing, if you don't know what sevens are, they're basically, or some people call them suicides, where you run back and forth seven times. I'd do that in the middle of the 10 layups that I did. And then I would shoot a certain amount of baskets at one spot and then tie myself for that. And I was doing all these different things when hindsight, I'm like, I'm never giving my body really rest. So this routine wasn't really that great, but I thought more was better. So with that, I was still adding on those Blogilates Pilates workouts and running on the side because got to keep up that mile and two miles, three miles, whatever, because mile time is good. Also, at this time, I started eating more salads, which isn't bad, but with all the activity that I'm doing, I started cutting out my carbs. And if you know anything about performance you need not just even performance just like being a human gen human being in general carbs are like beneficial for any activity and just eating a salad with a protein not to mention not being able to absorb the nutrients because I didn't have a fat in the salad you know hindsight's 2020 that's always fun So I became more aware of the food that I was eating even more and I started becoming nervous eating out because I couldn't control how much food was on my plate. And if I did, then my family could see even more how less I was eating. I even found myself, I would go to these places to go volunteer and I would have this conversation in my head about debating if I should have a few pieces of this trail mix or if I should just make myself last till lunch and if I did then I just have like two or three almonds which is like nothing and also with all of this I lost my cycle I didn't have my cycle for a really long time at this point and that's a big sign showing that all of this that I was doing was wrong Then eighth grade came and I made the volleyball team again. My mile was faster, but the thing was, is I'd get to volleyball practice at the end of the day and I hated having afternoon practice because I was starving. I would have to push through and just forget about how hungry I was because I had to make it through volleyball practice. But I thought what I was doing was right at that moment. And I thought it was making me healthier. Even though really being that hungry isn't a sign of health. 
in the mornings, they also offered to do a morning mile. And if you haven't learned anything about me yet, of course I did it. You know, it got me more of those steps. It showed how committed I was to the athletic department. So, of course, I did it. And I got my friends to join. And I would, even the days that they said that they wouldn't come, most people wouldn't go if their friends didn't go. But I still went. And I would hate when they would replace, because in the afternoon, they would also do the mile. So, I would do the mile in the morning. And then sometimes they would do the mile in the, the afternoon in my actual class time. And I would hate when they would replace it with yoga because, you know, to me at that time, yoga was really boring. And like, what was the point of doing yoga? Because you're just sitting there and doing stretches. Then it was basketball tryouts again. And at this time, I still made the A team, but I could just tell something was not the same. I was more anxious when I played basketball. I didn't feel as stable. I was... If this gives you any context, I was the post in basketball, and that's basically the person who's under the basket getting all the rebounds. Um, And you have to be, like, strong and stable for that. I was getting pushed around like crazy. And I was still there because I was taller. But at that time, I still thought that I was this really good basketball player and that I was supposed to be there. But I didn't realize that actually my athletic ability was going down. And with this, people started noticing that in our food that we would get, like our pre-meal snack, it would come with like a sandwich, chips, and a cookie. I would just eat the sandwich or I would just, if there was like a salad option, I would just eat the salad. And then I would make sure, I would say I was saving the cookie for later when honestly I would either just give the chip away or give the cookie to my best friend. Um... And again, like I said, I was eating more salads and I don't advise this at all because this is a key way to getting mercury poisoning. Every single day I was having a salad with a packet of tuna, which has like 80 calories in it and an apple every day for lunch, every day. And I would chug water so much because that was the only way that I could really feel full. And I thought that, oh, well, you need water. And people say, drink a glass of water before you eat your meal. So that, like, sometimes it's because you're not actually hungry. It's because you're thirsty. Well, I took that to the extreme. (laughs) And then at that time, my Fitbit broke. So, of course, I got a new one because, like, you know, I got to make sure how many steps I had. The weirdest part was is that... I was in cross country again, of course, and my mile was getting faster. Also, probably because I was lighter, so it's easier to run when you're lighter. But I probably would have been faster if I had some muscle on me Um, and some energy, to be honest. And I think it also had to coincide with how hard-headed I am and how much I want to win. I always visualized loving seeing a person in front of me and I am running behind them. And if I could just the last five seconds just go all out and sprint right in front of them, that made my race great.
So during basketball season, I broke my finger. So I went to a doctor's appointment and they had noticed, they were like, hey, um, your heart rate's like really low. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever. And then the doctor came in and mentioned, this was the first time she had mentioned, you have anorexia. And the eight, eighth grade, yeah, eighth grade year old me was like, a what? <laughs> I never heard that word in my entire life. And she basically just told me to drink chocolate milk or eat a thing of ice cream after my basketball practice or my running or whatever and in my brain I was like lady how are you a doctor that's not healthy what are you talking about but at that point my mom decided to start having me see a dietitian but that didn't really stick I specifically remember her telling me okay you're gonna go on a meal plan and it's gonna be a breakfast a morning snack lunch afternoon snack, dinner, and a night snack. And I was like, okay, yeah, lady, let's see how this works. So my quote snack was a 45 calorie fruit gummies. Rebecca, that's nothing. Um, I honestly, I feel bad for the dietitian that had me because she probably was really annoyed with me. <laughs> um, but she finally made me and my mom end up going to this like eating disorder center healthcare. And that's when they sat me and my mom down and to my face, they told me, you are going to die if you don't do anything. And that really shocked me. Um, I was really confused because throughout all of this, people were telling me how great I looked and that they were so proud of me for how hard I was working and that I was so healthy and that everything I was doing was amazing. So I was like, the fact that these doctors are telling me that everything I'm doing is wrong doesn't make any sense because society is telling me that what I'm doing is great. I'm following the directions of whoever I think on whatever website has any authority of telling me what I should eat or do, which don't do that. <laughs> and then these doctors are telling me that you're going to have to go to the hospital tonight. And I was like, wait, what? So me and my mom were forced to go to this hospital where they monitored my heart overnight. And then I get this doctor telling me, oh, you should be fine. You're a runner. Your heart rate's low, whatever. At this point, my heart rate, my resting heart rate was 38 beats per minute, which I thought was a good thing because everyone talks about how you want to lower your resting heart rate, but no, not that low. <laughs> um, I ended up talking to a social worker and she had said that I was fine. I had told her I had trips coming up and that I promised that I would get back on track. I'd eat those snacks and I'd eat the food and I... I, I knew what I was doing was wrong. Well, summer of eighth grade came and I did the trips and nothing really changed. I basically went back to my basketball routine and went even harder with it. I added more suicides. I added more layups. I, at this point, was walking about 25,000 to 3,000, not 3,000, 25,000 to 30,000 steps a day. And... My mom would constantly tell me, eat a snack. Rebecca, did you eat a snack before you 
did your basketball routine? Did you eat a snack after your basketball routine? Rebecca, please eat some more food at dinner. And I just roll my eyes because like I'm a teenager and I think I know best when in hindsight, no, I don't. Then high school comes and that's when I was super nervous because this was the big marker of if you make this team, then you're off to the women's uh, basketball team. And, you know, it was my dream to get on the Dallas Wings basketball team. And everyone was telling me around me, you're going to make it. You practice so hard. You're going to make it. It's going to be great. You've you've been this basketball star forever. And the moment when I had to go back to that locker room and wait for my name to be called and walk into that office, seeing my three coaches stare me in the face, I literally thought they were going to be like, oh, yeah, you made the team. No, they told me I didn't. And I literally froze. Everything around me felt like I was crumbling and I didn't know what to do. I didn't understand how I got to that point and how I didn't make the team because I had worked so hard. So because working so hard didn't work, might as well work even harder. So I decided to practice basketball before school. I decided to practice my basketball routine on the weekends. In addition to this, I was also playing tennis, which my tennis coach realized how hard I was working and how hard I was pushing. And I really appreciate how open he was to all the sports that I did. And he was really encouraging to me. So I really appreciate that. But I realized I was... Right now, I realize I was doing way too much. I was waking up at like 4.30 a.m. in the morning to 5 a.m. to walk my dog, walk my neighbor's dog. And then I would do the morning varsity practice before school, in addition to my afternoon tennis practice. And then if that morning practice was canceled, I would do what this Blogilates lady called uh, this like hit workout. But the thing was, is I wasn't really doing hit. I was doing hit, but then in the resting intervals, I was running in place, which doesn't really make it hit. That just makes it more cardio. And my family really started getting scared and they started bugging me a lot. And that just made me go harder, if I was being honest. Um, I, at that point, didn't understand why people I almost thought they didn't want me to succeed so I just thought I just need to keep doing what I was doing because what I was doing was right and they're wrong but then that's where my mom sat me down and told me that she was either going to pick a treatment center for me or I was going to pick it so that was fun (laughs) I ended up picking a place to go and the last day of school when I was there was so weird because I knew all these people, but they didn't know that I was about to leave and I didn't know how long it was going to be for. And I was honestly terrified because part of me had thought that it was a joke, which I don't understand why I did. I thought maybe 
my mom was thinking, okay, we could just check out this place and I didn't really actually have to go. But then there was also a part of me that knew deep down that I needed help. So thankfully my grandma lives in Arizona. So I was able to go to a completely different state and not have to feel overwhelmed about being in a hospital setting, which I'm really grateful for. Um, And I ended up writing in my journal the day before I had to go to Remuda and I thought reading a page of it would kind of help you guys understand where my mindset was. So this is November 8th, 2017. This is the beginning. Man, I was really dramatic. (laughs) Um, This is the beginning. I made it to my grandma's but I don't know how much further I can go. Do I really have a problem? Am I really anorexic or orthorexic? Maybe I just need some days off of school because I feel I've felt fine these past two days, except the lady at the nail place kept saying I had chicken legs and everyone was saying that they were proud of me of the choice that I was, that I was making going to the ranch. Why are they proud? I don't really want to go. I want to go home. I miss cookie and ginger. I don't have that bad of a problem, like the other girls that will be there. I should just go home, have my family, friends, and basketball. And if that isn't denial, I don't know what is. But I'm going to leave it here for now, because it's getting kind of long, and I still have a few more things to go through. But I hope you will join me on the next episode of my eating disorder story so you can understand where I'm coming from and I hope you guys have an amazing day please screenshot this video share it on social media and tag me at rebecca.8 and email me any topics you want to talk about or questions you want me to answer at beccababblespodcast at gmail.com and I can't wait to hear from you guys